Hey you guys, welcome to episode 25 of this show. This is Kristen. I am so excited that you guys are joining me again yet for another episode. Um, super grateful that you are joining me and I um, am just really, really excited about today's topic um, simply because I have found myself moving um, in a positive direction as of late and I have really been working, you all know, on just bettering my life, not only my health um, and my, my fat loss and weight loss journey, but also through my mind. And And as I'm learning and growing, I love sharing the things that I am going through with you all so that it can have an impact in some sort of positive way. And so today's topic is very important to me um, simply because I want to talk to you about the shift in my mindset. I think that mindset really drives everything that we do from the choices that we make, um, the relationships that we have with our family, at work. Um, really, our mind is what controls every facet of our lifestyle, um, even down even just to something simple as the things that we eat and the way that we dress. Our mindset chooses those things. It, it impacts those things. And so today I want to talk about mindset. Um, and I've really just been I've really just been, you know, evaluating and thinking about this probably for the last couple of weeks and just thinking about my own thinking. Um, coming out of the classroom, I, we, we do a lot of that. We, we do a lot of, um, what we call metacognition, which is you basically thinking about your own thinking. Um, and as a teacher, I, would consistently try to reflect on behaviors that I was bringing into the classroom and my reactions to the way that students would behave in my room. And as I evaluate my own responses to what they were doing, I was trying to become more aware of how I can help them become more aware of the choices that they make. And I hope that makes sense. So it's really just thinking about what your thought process is and then how you can, if needed, shift it over to something better or something stronger, something that's going to have a greater impact on the people that are around you. Um, you know, obviously in the classroom, it was so that kids could control their behavior a little better. Um, they could have a better impact on their relationships with other students who are in the classroom, have an impact on their grades, obviously, um, and ultimately their future because they, you know, we were, we're creating these people that are going to grow into um, the next generation that's going to be leading this world. And so I think that that is a conversation that not should should not only be happening in the classroom. I think that parents and, and adults nowadays have missed out on that. And if you have ever taken part of um, this conversation, then you really are a part of the few because I feel like, you know, for a very long time, parents just raised their kids to just do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, but didn't really explain, you know, thought patterns and things like that. And so we're really wired that we're just supposed to do what we're supposed to do because we're supposed to do it. And so I want to talk to you guys today about why our minds get to a place where we feel like we're not good enough or we feel like we're never ever going to reach the goal that we wanted. And so this this uh, this topic is very, very important to me. I think it's, it's something that um, will hopefully be of value to you. If you don't mind, if you could screenshot this and add this to your Facebook or Instagram stories, uh, you can tag me at Morris Kristen. 
And let me know your takeaways. Um, I've been a really appreciative. I've seen you guys giving me some uh, some of those stars on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Um, if you guys could leave a review, that would be great. Um, just so that I can um, further this, I can I can continue to spread um, the information that I'm sharing with you, and hopefully have a greater impact on other um, on other people. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. So today I want to talk to you guys about scarcity versus abundance. Um, and I've, I've shared a little bit with you about how, um, you know, my mindset for a very long time was in the scarcity side. It was, um, you know, I don't know why I work so hard, but I never can reach the goal that I had once set for myself. I don't understand why all these things keep happening to me. I don't understand why everybody else is winning, but I'm losing, I wonder if you can relate to that. I wonder if for in some way you've maybe even said one of those things to yourself. You don't feel like the things that you do make a difference. I've even heard people say before, you know, well, what's the point? Mean just one person doing something is never ever going to do anything. Um, and I, I beg to differ. I think that when we can shift our mindset especially if we shift our mindset and then we share that journey with other people, causing them to shift their own mindset, then that ripple grows bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, you can drop a small stone in a puddle of water and you have a small ripple. But if you if you drop one stone and then multiple stones and then eventually the stones get bigger, it's going to cause a much, much bigger wave. And so... I first need to start by just identifying what the difference is between scarcity and abundance versus um, those those types of mindset. Um, Scarcity is like the people that that feel have scarcity mindset, they almost look at life as if it was this giant pie, like this dessert. And you, you get a piece and I get a piece and you get a piece and I get a piece or you and you and you and you and you get a piece. And then depending on how many people take a piece of the pie, there may or may not be anything left. And sometimes, you know, Uncle Joe comes around and he, you know, he's really hungry. So he takes, you know, half of the pie and then you only get this little sliver. That's kind of the idea of scarcity mindset. People who have scarcity mindset, they have feelings of fear. They have feelings of stress. They have feelings of anxiety simply because it's always a comparison game. It's always a, well, she got that and I didn't. Or, man, she got the recognition and no one said anything to me. I must not be that important. So when that happens multiple times over and over and over again, especially when you speak to yourself in that way every single day, what ends up happening is you shift your mindset into thinking that you never, ever will be recognized. You never, ever will get the recognition that you deserve or you'll never get the promotion that you think that you um, or that you want. So what happens is people will take a look at the people that are around them. And when other people succeed, that equals failure for themselves. I will tell you. For a long time, that was where I was. Now, I'm not going to say I was like that my whole life because growing up, I loved a challenge. And I often, I I would find myself feeling inferior to people 
growing up, you know, I wasn't necessarily the smartest person in the room, but I was pretty smart. You know, I worked hard. It took me a little bit more effort to make the grades, but I wasn't necessarily the smartest person in the room. I wasn't the most talented. I wasn't the best at sports. I was just there. And while I wasn't the dumbest kid in the room and I wasn't, you know, the weakest link sometimes, I would sometimes look at other people who would get chosen first and go, well, does that mean I'm not important? But then other times I would take a look at opportunities and I, I, would, I would look at it as like a healthy competition. And, and I think that sometimes that that's great for you to take a look at, at situations like that where you're able to go, <clears throat> well, that person won and I didn't. So I'm, you know, I got to work harder. That's healthy. That's different. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying after a period of time of me not necessarily getting what I wanted or me not necessarily ever getting picked first or whatever, Over time, my mindset shifted a little, especially after I've shared with you all my story about my husband and I getting married. I remember people saying, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. And I was like, that's fine. We're going to do it. We're going to be okay. And I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. But I'm telling you, those first few years were hard. Financially, we were broke. We, We didn't have money to do anything. I remember on Sunday nights, Um, our church is extremely close. We're just this giant, some of us are family, but the whole church is like a giant family. We just love each other. Come as you are. And on Sunday nights, we would go to, now that restaurant's not there anymore, but it was the Western Sizzlin', you know, like the steakhouse that had the rolls and oh my gosh, it was so good. Anyway, they would on Sunday nights, they would decide, hey, we're letting out church early. Why don't we go get dinner? And so we would drive to town and we would get dinner and we would sit around and we would talk. And there were many, many, many times that Ronnie and I had to say, no, we couldn't go because we didn't have the money. Or sometimes we would just do it anyway and we would overdraft our bank account just because we didn't want to look bad. And our I know many, many, many times of doing that over and over and over hindered my mindset because after a while of doing something simple like that, it makes you feel like you aren't worth it. You aren't worth anything. It makes you feel like, gosh, you know, all these people every Sunday, time after time after time can go out to eat and we can't afford it. No, that's a, that's a small example, you know. Maybe, maybe you're dealing with something else. Maybe there's, there's a goal that you had for a very long time. Even, I, and here's another example. We were married for 12 years before we ever made a decision about the home that we wanted to live in. We, we lived in this little trailer. It was just this little single wide trailer. And it, it wasn't awful. Like it, it wasn't bad. But it was... It wasn't huge. It, it was simple. And while it was okay, the size of it and things like that, the first few years of our marriage, but our family was growing and we really were outgrowing it. Like we, we were really outgrowing it. And I remember when we first got married, I, my, my husband and I, we were like, this is temporary. This isn't going to last long. Like this is, this is going to be a quick fix. Like, you know, in a few years we're going to build a house and maybe you're there. Maybe you you are dealing with something or you're in the midst of something where it was only supposed to last for a little while, 
But here you are years later and you're still dealing with the same junk. And you get discouraged. I'm going to tell you, for a very long time, I would look to the left or the right and I would go, well, they got married and they immediately built a house. Or they got married and then the following year they were, you know, maybe it's it's having a child. Maybe infertility was something that you were dealing with. And you you look over and you're looking at that person and you're like, well, I don't understand why we can't have a child. But th- these people are having babies left and right. And some of them don't even want their child. You know, that affects your mind in so many ways. And like I said before, it will impact you to the place where you'll start taking a look at every situation that you're in and you'll start to find scarcity in it. You'll start going, you know what? It's not even worth it. I shouldn't even try because, you know, if this never ever works out, then why should that? But you know, there's a difference. There's people that have an abundance mindset. These are the people that they don't look at life as like a pie. They look at it as a buffet that never ends. And they're like, you know what? It doesn't matter how hungry you are. If you go to that buffet, you can put as much as you want on your plate. And you can go and you can sit down and you can enjoy your meal. And then when you're done, if you want more, you can go back and get more. But if you don't want more, that's fine too. Abundance mindset means that you feel that there's plenty for everybody, that everybody deserves the recognition. You know, everybody deserves a fair chance in making the decisions. Um, it even looks like, you know, we're all a part of this team. We all have unique giftings. We all have certain talents and things that God has blessed us with. And because of that, we all have something to contribute. People that have an abundance mindset often have stronger personal worth. They have a greater sense of security in themselves. And they don't fear things that could be taken away. They don't fear change. They don't fear a challenge. It all comes really down to trust. And like I said before, I think that trust is built. It's it's more of a, a time thing. It's a... What has happened in your past that's created you into this person? Because if you were brought up in a home where, you know, abundance was, or the mindset of abundance, I'm not saying being rich, that's not what I'm talking about. If abundance was a mindset of your home, we can go and we can enjoy our family vacation because we deserve it or we worked hard for it or, oh, I'm sorry, we can't have a vacation, you know, or whatever, Whatever the example might look like for you, if you've dealt with scarcity your whole life or for years, then it's going to impact your scarcity mindset for the future. But if you've dealt with abundance for a while, you're going to feel abundant and that abundance is going to continue because abundance creates more abundance. Because trust comes from where you've been. It comes from the relationships that you've formed. It's, it's been, it's been for, trust is formed through the words that have been spoken out loud to you or in your mind. I think about um, the story in the Bible of the five loaves and the two fish. In that parable, well, I guess it wasn't a parable, but in that story, the disciples were there with Jesus, and Jesus had been preaching for a long time. And Jesus knew the power and authority that God had given him. He knew it. He was fully human, but he was fully God at the same time. He had full faith 
that anything could happen as long as you trusted in God. The disciples hadn't quite gotten there yet. They were slowly starting to see, and I can find myself sometimes being that disciple. I'm, I'm there, but I'm not quite there yet, you know? See, the disciples, whenever it came time to feed um, all of those people, and Jesus was like, hey, we got to feed them, you know? They can't just leave. They can't go. Like, we got a lot to do here. They just need to eat some lunch. And when they looked around and realized that there was nothing there but the, the little lunch that this little boy had brought, that his mom had packed him, that they were like, there's just no way. And Jesus was like, oh, that's a piece of cake. I got this. See, the disciples were slightly dealing with the scarcity mindset. They weren't looking at, hey, this is Jesus. This is the son of God. <laughs> he has the gift. He has the ability. He can literally do anything. If he closed his eyes and made a thought, it could happen. No, they weren't thinking abundance. They were thinking scarcity because what they were going was, it's five loaves and two fish. What can you do with that? And I think that when we start to go, mm, what else can I do about this situation? We're always going to be stuck in that scarcity mindset. So I want to tell you some other things that people have scarcity mindset over. They have thought, they have thoughts. Of, most of the time, scarcity comes over thoughts of money, um, comparison on your job, you know, uh, your time. A lot of times people will think that there's scarcity in the amount of time that they have in the day. I'm just too busy. I don't have enough time to get this done. Or, you know, I wish that I could commit, but I can't. Most people, there's, there's people who have scarcity mindset around their talents, things that they're good at, things that they, they feel like maybe they're not strong enough in, so they, they're consistently looking at things that they're bad at. People who have scarcity mindset are always the ones that are going, this always goes wrong. This never, ever, ever goes right. Like, it always happens to me. They have that, hey, they got to throw it all, you know, all ways. It always happened. But I'm here to tell you, and I've heard people say this before, life is not happening to you. Life is happening for you. And when you can get your head wrapped around that statement that life is, is not happening to you, but it is happening for you, you can, you can slowly change a scarcity mindset into an abundance mindset. Let me tell you how. First thing you need to do, number one, is you need to stop stop listening to the people that you're listening to. Just change that, that thinking. Now, for some people, this is going to be easier than others. If it's your family, obviously you can't, you know, you can't delete them out of your life, clearly. But you can make a choice not to listen to them. You can make a choice not to allow you know, their thoughts or the things that they say influence how you feel. You have a choice to go, nope, I'm not listening to that. If you're going to start talking like that, you just need to go in the other room. You can make a choice about that. Or if it's a, if it's not a, a, you know, someone who lives in your house, you can just choose not to spend as much time with that person. Change who you listen to because those those people that are speaking those negative thoughts to you are putting things in your mind and then you're going to start saying them to yourself. Second thing I want you to do is I want you to stop thinking about what you don't have and I want you to start focusing on what you do have. Practice gratitude. Even if that means writing it down. I have a journal. I have a journal of affirmations that I write 
almost every day, not, not every single day, but almost every day. And I try to put down at least 10 things, 10 things that I have or 10 things that I am. And they're good things. They're not bad things or 10 things that I aspire to be, or I want. And instead of me saying, I want, or I will say, I am, I call them my, I am statements. They're, they're, they really are focusing on, yeah, I'm here. This is where I'm at. And this is where I want to be. It's, it's a forward thinking practice while you're practicing gratitude. Something else that you can do is you can look for ways to grow. A lot of times we'll get in that scarcity mindset because we're too afraid to take that risk. We're too afraid to step out of our comfort zone. You know, and it's it's real easy to fall in a comfort zone. It's real easy for you to become complacent where you are because, you know, taking that risk might mean failure. But, you know, I heard someone say the other day, they said, you know what, you're going to you're going to meet failure in life. I mean, it's just inevitable. You're going to. So you may as well just work really fast through all the no's. You must work fast through all the failures and just push through so that you can get to the wins. You have to. You know, whenever my husband and I, for so long, we would look to the left or right. I told y'all we were in our little old house for 12 years, and we would compare ourselves to other couples, and that's not okay, but we did, and we would go, but you know what? We never, ever stepped up to even make the, the decision to do anything about it. Are you? If, if you're unhappy in your job... What are you doing about it? Is it that you don't like the place that you are? Are you looking for somewhere else to go? Are you looking for a better way to make your income? Is it you're unhappy with the relationship with your coworkers because they're just always negative or they're just always so-and-so? Are you doing anything about it? Are you doing anything to be the light? Are you doing anything to spread sunshine? You know, right now I am, I told you I resigned from my teaching position, but I, making that decision, it was so, so, so hard for me just because, number one, I loved my job, but then secondly, the people that I worked with were like my family, and when I walked away from that job, I knew that I was going to be walking away, but I said, you know what, I'm going to make a choice to not turn my back on those people. I'm going to make a choice to make it known that I still appreciate that they are still in the muck, that they are still pressing forward, that they are still doing what I chose not to do for my own family and for my own mindset. And so I made a, I made a, a, a decision to myself and I said, you know what, I'm going to just give a little bit of positivity. And I know I can't do that all the time, but I'm going to do something to make someone's day. So if that means, you know, having flowers delivered, you know, randomly to someone just to let them know that I'm thinking about them, I'm going to do it. If it means, you know, on a Tuesday, no important day, nothing special, I go and I pick up breakfast and I drop it off and I don't say anything and I don't expect anything, but I'm, I'm, that is showing light. And, you know, when people start to notice those little things, whenever they start to feel that feeling of, you know what? They really appreciate me or they value me or they love me or they're, you know, they're trying. They're trying to give a little bit of positivity. Then more than likely that will shed onto them and then they're going to want to do the same thing for someone else. It's, It's like paying it forward. 
So you're going to have to be willing to step outside of your comfort zone, you know, step up. If it's, you know, I, and I know that that's a, it's a hard thing to be in whenever you're dealing with an infertility. I've got, I have family and friends that have personally dealt with it and they're like, you know what? We want a child more than anything, but we can't afford IVF. Well, have you, have you looked at the options? Have you, have you gone to, um, to, to people that you love and asked for help? I know that that's hard, but you know, if someone came to me and they said, Kristen, I, you know, we, we really, we've struggled, but this is a possibility. We can't afford it. Could you help me? Could, could we, could we come up with a plan together so that we can make this a thing? I would be a hundred, a hundred times over, probably a thousand percent in because I would want to help you reach that goal. I would want to help you fulfill a dream that you had had your entire life. You know, even our church takes these missions trips and there are people that will go on these missions trips that cannot afford it, but they, they feel called. They feel compelled to be able to go out and minister. They feel compelled to go out there and they make a way because if you don't put your one foot out and make that first step, nothing's ever going to change. You're going to stay in the same exact place that you are in and then you're never, ever going to move. The next thing that I think that you need to do is I need you, I need you to start, um, and this is going to be hard. I need you to start believing in yourself. You know, just because you win, I know people with scarcity mindset, they, they have that feeling of if, if this person wins and this person loses. No, it doesn't have to be that way. Life is full of abundance. There is so much that we have that we can, especially if you live here in America, I don't know where you live, but Even I can imagine that there is an abundance where you are if you just open your eyes to recognize it. What can you change so that you will start believing that you can rather than you can't? I need you to recognize that there are possibilities out there that you didn't consider just because you chose not to, because you chose to stay where you are. And I say this is hard because, again, this comes back to mindset, but it is a conscious effort. You are going to have to stop making excuses. You are going to have to stop going, I can't, and start saying, I can, I will, I, I am going to. I, it, it's, it's all about you. And there's no one else on this planet that can make that choice for you. I even think back to the story of Job in the Bible. You know, Job had an abundance. And when that abundance was taken away from him, Every single person around him was like, you need to curse God. You didn't deserve this. You've done so many good things in this world. Why on earth is he allowing this to happen to you? And maybe you're there. Maybe you're saying, you know, things were going well, but you know, my mom passed away. Why does she have to pass away? If God loved me, then why would he have allowed this situation to take place in my life? Well, you know, first of all, it wasn't about you in the first place. Never was. We don't know the higher thoughts and and, and strengths that God has. We don't know the plans that he has for our future. We don't know the plans that he has for the people that are around us. And I'll tell you, the enemy is there. That's why you have the mindset that you have right now, because he's speaking little thoughts into your mind about who you are, about who you can become, and you're listening to it. See, Job didn't listen to that little voice. He didn't go, oh, well, you know, God doesn't love me, so I guess I just need to give up on him. You know, things are just going to, they're going to be this way for the rest of my life. No, 
He looked at his wife and he said, curse you woman. God is faithful. God is abundance. God is, and he has great plans for his children. And regardless of what circumstance I'm in, he's going to make it better. And you know, when you take that kind of mindset and you go, yeah, it stinks where I'm at, it stinks. But whenever you, you take that mindset and you shift it from where you are to where you're going to become or what you're going to be or how you're going to make that choice to step forward, I'll say it again. You have to do it for you, number one. But you stepping out, you making the conscious effort to, to move forward despite what has happened to you, despite where you've come from, despite all the negative things, You have zero idea how much of an impact that's going to have on other people around you. And I say this in love, but you're going to have to be the one that's going to have to step up. You've got to stop making excuses. You have got to stop going, I can't. Turn it around and say, I can and I will. And I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to do this for my children. I'm going to do this for my family. I'm going to do this for my friends. I'm going to do this for my community. And if anything else... I am going to be a witness, a living testimony for Christ because I stepped up and I proved that my God is faithful. You guys have a blessed day.